0: What's up, Johan Francis, CSCS, Ego Killer Show, coming at you right now. Inside the gym flow for when you're outside doing your thing in life. And that's what this show is all about. It's the meeting of the Inside the Gym Moves, where the gym is anywhere you work out and use as fitness, making that happen for you on the outside when you're living your life, going to work, to and from, getting after it. The reason that we push ourselves so hard inside the gym and being physical is so that we can make challenges on the outside easier and appreciate all the good times. So, welcome to the show, Coach JohannCSCS.com, is where you could go for all the moves that we're going to talk about today, exercise and behavior patterns, all the things we want to shift so that we could get by and be a little bit stronger and better. Over time, you guys have learned that there's so much that goes on inside the world of fitness, inside of your strength. You have to manage how often to lift. You have to manage how often to rest, what type of modus operandi you're going to use for your rest, for your exercise. You have to plan out your exercise or let somebody else take control of that for you. There's so much that goes on inside the day, right? Right? inside the microcycle for the day you got to understand what you're going to work on what's the target how am i going to hit that target a lot of the information that i use on my website that makes that decision easier is very technical and should be standardized you know has everything to do with what you're going to focus on after You pick a main goal for the day. That's called the microcycle. This is all geared up to make sure that you stay up inside the gym. Because if there's one thing I know about you guys and trained hundreds and thousands of you, closer to thousands of you over these many decades, two decades, what I learned is one of the biggest killers of success and goal reaching and getting stronger, even when you're talking about losing weight, is burnout right the fall off the fall off happens real real quick doesn't it right you can be in one you could be jack harlow right you could be esteemed for your talent and your charisma you could be dropping all the mixtapes that sound crispy and it's new and then the minute you don't capitalize on the energy that you have you're considered to be old news and it happens that fast inside the gym also meaning If your consistency shatters for whatever reason, be it life just leaning on you, or if you actually get sick, it's hard to get back. It's hard to get that back, you know? A lot of you are very skilled at getting back. What you'll do too is if you miss a workout, you'll find another way to get it in. I know myself included. But it's so difficult to keep that up. So what we're going to talk about is how to manage this load over time so that we can actually stay inside the gym. Mesocycling, mesos for all the strength and conditioning nerds out there, all the fitness-oriented nerds, and these are very disparate, desultory camps of people, right? Like the bodybuilders are not the strength trainers, although there's a lot of crossover. You know, there's a lot of crossover nowadays. Oftentimes, oftentimes you'll hear that the strength coach fitness nerds using math inside the gym. <laughs> right? You'll often kind of that idea or that kind of paradigm runs very opposite to the way that traditional lifting is done where you just get in there and make your body sweat. But there is there is a crossover and an intersect between just working really hard and planning it out. And that's where your cycling comes in. And like I just said, one of the biggest killers to you guys reaching your goals I've seen over the years has been that you fall off. You just stop coming. And so cycling your stuff is super important. In fact, you need to periodize. Period. All right. So let's talk about what we're going to skip in an overwhelming fitness load and what we should never skip. You have demands, goals, and ambitions to conquer and less time to piss away. I know you guys are busy. I know we have a lot to accomplish. We're out here trying to get ahead. We're trying to climb. We're trying to achieve. And so the time becomes ever so more valuable week after week. That's the daily math. I planned out what I'm going to shoot for for the next two, three weeks inside my mesocycle. Here's what my goal is going to be. I need to periodize, period. So today's math has to be geared towards my three-week mesocycle goal. How much energy do I need to spend? There's so much energy that you have. How much are you going to spend doing your kickboxing versus stretching? And if I don't stretch, can I continue to do more of my kickboxing or martial art or insert, you know, physically calisthenically demanding exercise? Can I, do I really need to pause what I do in order to stay active and stay better? The short answer right now is yes. Right? The short answer is yes. But when do I take that break? How, what should I be doing? And of course, we've touched on this before, what you should be doing and how that making sure that you're not working inside the gym, missing the gym for longer than, say, a solid week of just terrible, shitty, you know, apathetic laziness. One week max in your greater mesocycle or macro cycle, rather, nine months period of working out is enough. One week of just absolute lethargy, apathy, who gives a damn, I'm chilling. Max. We talked about that. But in the throes of actually trying to get to a goal, maybe you got a weight loss goal, maybe you have a goal to level up inside the gym, you need other types of goals. And how do we expend the right amount of energy? Well, you got to make sure to rest at some point, all right? You got to make sure to rest at some point. The idea is this, and it's interesting. It isn't even really an idea that I've always kind of verbalized. So it makes it really easy now for me having considered it to disseminate it, which is this. I didn't think about it until I watched one of the man, the myth, David Goggins, right? I would listen to one of his feeds, and one thing he said was, how much your body will carry on. Now, this isn't really earth-shattering. We know that humans are capable of running down their dinner. In fact, humans are more capable than every other mammal, and by extension, every other animal on the planet, at sustaining endurance, stamina, for long periods of time. You can run for hours without getting tired. Right now, if need be. No other animal inside this kingdom, animal kingdom, is capable of doing that. And so the body is far more capable than we ever give it credit for. But it's that mind that shuts it down often. So what do we train more? Do we train the mind or the body? Since the body can already last day one, right? You all heard about the friend that went out and did the marathon the day after the massive hangover and got it done. Well, how is that possible? Well, because we are innately capable of lasting for very long periods of time. If we only ask our mind to do the thing, which is why you guys listen to ego killer, right? Because part of it is the ego sets all these parameters. The ego is the mechanical governor, right? Because telling yourself that you cannot do more means you won't do it, but you're physically capable, right? I say all that to say, train forever the mind, but rest the body accordingly. Okay? Train forever the mind, but rest the body accordingly. The mind constantly has to be trained. And the good news is this is very conditional. It's Pavlovian almost. You can get your mind wrapped around the idea of succeeding, but on the same token, you can convince yourself that it's very easy to piss off and quit. You can train quitting. Quitting becomes a muscle. that gets stronger over time inside of your life. And it becomes easier and easier to give up and quit. And so oftentimes when we start new programs or when you're getting in the middle of the throes of one type of program, you find it very easy to quit because you've already strengthened that muscle at some point inside your life. It's so tough for adults to achieve fitness inside the gym, get that body fat loss because we've trained ourselves to quit. Well, what part of your physical body demands that you quit? None. We can consistently push forward. It's our job as coaches to get you guys to kind of use that hour to push as hard as you can. I need to be watching you. I need to be asking you questions. And um. A lot of times those questions will sound like you know, finger gunning, shit shooting, <laughs> these anodyne kind of questions. But really I'm trying to see how much exertion you're using and how much you have left in your tank. And a lot of good coaches are. Because I want you guys to know that you have way more. And in that hour I need to push you to a 10. Good coaches are going to push you to a 9, 10 in an RPE scale for the day. That's so that your body gets stronger Inside of the world of strength. But endurance wise. You should not be tapped. After an hour. If you are. It's because your mind has told you. You are. And so listen. Train the mind. Inside the gym. Push yourself to the limit. We, I talk about it every single. One of these 70 or so. Uh, episodes of Eagle Killers. Like we're here to test limits. And here's how we push for those limits. All right? Periodize. Period. But when that body starts hurting, when you have injuries, rest that shit. And don't feel ashamed that you're doing it. Yeah, it might come back and sting you, right? I always say it. That's pride fucking with you. But the truth is, if we can get to the place where we're resting the body, your body's going to be able to rebound and not allow the mind to step in and give you an out, okay? Train the mind like a muscle, but rest the body accordingly. So that's the first way that you're going to make sure that you have enough energy to do the thing. So skip the workout when your body hurts, but when you're tired, when it's too far, too cold, or too difficult, and that's the toss-up that you're trying to make work inside your mind that's the conundrum that's going down right that's the negotiation that's happening between the ears guess what your body can't move you ain't moving but if it is you're getting down to the business that's how you periodize period all right this is so that you can number two build consistent habits and ditch one and done thinking You can do pretty much anything for 30 seconds. Now, I can't deadlift 1,000 pounds. In fact, I don't know what percentage (laughs) 1 in 7 billion is, right? But that's the only type of person that could deadlift 1,000 pounds in 30 seconds. It only takes you 30 seconds to deadlift 1,000 pounds, 500 pounds once. But maximum effort is given inside of 30 seconds for anything that you do point blank period. And anybody could give max effort for any task right now. That ain't the challenge. The challenge is doing it over and over. And so inside the gym when you're here practicing, when we're doing heavy lifts, when I ask you guys or your coaches ask you to do your sprints, you're supposed to be dumping all of your energy into the activity to make sure that you explode and refine all of those type 2X, you know, the creatine, regeneration. All of those things are trainable features of fitness and strength. You need to be inside that pushing yourself to the absolute limit. A lot of that stuff has everything to do with the heart that you put into it, right? So doing one-and-done type exercises and power and explosion, plyometrics, and all the things like that, really hard punching and kicking, has everything to do with how much effort you're going to donate to the activity. Work that inside the gym, for sure. But globally, you're building habits. You're building habits that get you away from doing one-and-done shit, okay? And what I mean is everything leads to something else. There is a chain that leads to something else when you're pushing yourself inside the gym or outside when you're getting it done also with your fitness when you got goals, all right? You're making sure that those habits... Are globally connected to other habits how do we do that well we set up long-term goals and those long-term goals take precedence over the daily goal but the daily goal definitely helps out the long-term goal that's your mesocycle your mesocycle for the next three weeks is to make sure that your strength gains are up a little bit higher than they were the previous two months ago and so what you want for your mesocycle type goal which is your three-week goal is that you want to have optimal upper body strength you literally want to be able to do more work with your upper body inside of a given time frame that time frame is going to be measurable it's going to keep you active it's going to make sure that you get stronger and so to do that that's our goal I'm going to make sure that if I come into the gym on Monday that my sets and reps are geared towards that goal if it's power if it's endurance whatever it is okay Literally understanding that when I'm inside the gym, bench pressing, glory lifting, I'm doing that shit because it's fun. I'm doing it because it feels great when I'm done. Those endorphins make me feel like a champ. I'm doing that because I need to look really, 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 really saucy this weekend for whatever reason it might be. And that's why I'm getting that done. After this weekend, though, I'm going to let it all hang out. I'm going to let it go. The aesthetics don't matter anymore. But by and large, you always need to be connecting that to greater habits. Build consistent habits. And when you're not building consistent habits, you're not working one rep, three rep maximums at all unless you're testing. All right? You're not doing that. Your mind isn't wrapped around how many of this I can do once unless you have done the other outside global more important work which is building habits. Are you going to test this again in a month? Are you going to test it again in six months? Are you testing all your body parts and not just how much you could squat once, right? I knew somebody back when I used to train inside the big commercial gym who used to consistently come in and just do pull-ups. One of his favorite activities to do was pull-ups. You know, I used to see this guy come in and and tricep pushdowns. No matter what day of the week, no matter what time... Of the day, I usually see him in the morning. This guy is really lanky. I think he was an artist. You know, he wore the flat billed hat. He was really lean. You know, white guy, and he would always be up in the gym doing tricep pushdowns. You know, I used to laugh with one of my with my um, one of my friends. We used to say like, "Oh, what? Let me guess. It's tricep day. We see this guy always doing triceps, right?" That's one and done thinking. Even if it's light work like doing tricep pushdowns, that's one and done thinking. Number three, all right, watch out for doing the same thing every time. So just like my guy, the artist, doing tricep pushdowns every time and really just being super comfortable, even though he is doing something, right, that's another type of inertia is just getting going and not really understanding that these things don't have a global attachment to a greater goal. Make sure the other thing doesn't happen too where you never get going because, like I said, you need to periodize, period, so that you can avoid burnout. That's a type of inertia that was really challenging to come back from. All right? Make sure that your stuff is getting harder and harder. Everything has an opportunity to overload. And the overload should be progressive. So that the outcomes shift and they actually benefit the global goal. So what are you going to get rid of at this point? When you're talking about anything, when you're do- here's what you need to get rid of. Get rid of the mentality that you need to be doing the same type of lift week in and week out. I know it's challenging. I know that feels like a lot of work. I know it feels like you're using more energy. Because when you go to the gym, you don't really want to think. You just want to pull up to the squat bar and put on the regular weight that you did last week so that your heart rate can climb up a little bit higher. But here's the other thing, too. Your heart rate actually adapts. You adapt. Your muscle tissue gets innervated by your CNS a little bit quicker so that those neural pathways actually happen faster. And so your load becomes negligible in terms of the heart rate variability that it has, um, that's measurable. Basically, your heart rate doesn't jump up the same. But a lot of us get really comfortable with the fact that I know that the blue weight is 35 and the green one is 10. And so that I can throw those two things on there and get my gains for the day. But what are your gains really? We're just out here trying to feel comfortable, you know what I mean? And very few amongst us, unless we're coaches, unless we're inside the gym day in and day out, understand that. Because it sounds like a lot more work, doesn't it? Like, oh, you want me instead of doing squats, I'm have to go grab the hex bar and do squats with that hex bar. Man. Man, I've never done that before. In fact, all of those comfortable gains that I got, I'm over here doing wheels after wheels on the squat bar. I'm doing front squats. It makes me feel good. I see, I get eyeballs on me when I'm doing that inside the gym. You want me to go to the the hex bar where I feel like a a neophyte, a baby inside that hex bar? Absolutely. Because that's going to keep you training longer and longer over time. Why? New movement patterns. New load demands on the body. Understand that your global strength contributes to your ability to access adaptable, similar ranges of motion. In other words, you're going to be good at the new stuff that you do. Okay? If you're doing the same thing every time out, even if you're doing something like my guy constantly doing those press downs no matter what time of day. right, Hanging out at the press down machine for 15, 20 minutes. Doing 17 reps of 35 press downs with the tricep pull downs. Even though he doing something and he's probably like breaking the threshold of sweating. Not getting better. Number four. You're going to decide. So skip. So here's we're talking about skipping this and not skipping that. Don't. Skip meals so skip the behavior pattern where you're skipping meals in other words always eat all right so I want you to skip this and never that but for number four I want you to skip a behavior and that behavior is not eating skip the behavior of not eating never skip never miss a meal never If you're trying to compensate for something and you're using caloric intake to get to some sort of global fitness goal, you're just going to eat less. You're just going to eat different macro proportions. Meal skipping ain't an option. And I've seen it time and time again, year after year, over time, that if you start skipping meals, it points to me that there is a global inert weight loss that's happening inside your body. You ain't losing that much weight. Your body fat gains are gonna kind of fluctuate with the with the with the most seriousness possible. You're not really out here getting your metabolism up. Your metabolism is probably crashing, which making everything else very very hard for you. So don't pass on the behavior of skipping meals of any description. Just eat less and change your macros. Okay, that's a way for you to save lots of energy and to keep this thing pushing. Because if you can. If you skip, you're going to have less energy to donate to any type of fitness, right? to any type of activity, to any type of goal setting that you might have. Remember, it takes energy to push through a hard-ass workout. It takes energy to burn fat, believe it or not. And if you deprive your body, it doesn't actually find body fat to burn. Like the missing, the misinformation about keto dieting, uh, indicates and lastly you can you now skip this not that you can literally skip warm ups if you're advanced so if you get to the gym really really late and you missed all the warm ups you might be able to get away with it like I said before the idea of a warm up is to standardize the movement patterns that you might be using the more complex the movement pattern for the day that you're using is the more focus you're going to spend on the actual body part for example if you're working Overhead presses for the day I'm going to make sure that you get your rotator cuffs Warmed up We're not going to do phantom overhead presses This is not CrossFit What we're probably going to end up doing is Working from the floor Where I can establish a base For you guys to warm up your rotator cuffs and your arms We're going to work from the floor Where you can establish a base You can use one arm at a time To warm up one side of your body that's just one example of a warm-up that I would do that's really specific for a complex move, all right? It's just one example. Now, let's say that you're really advanced. You can skip all that because what you're now focused on for the next 15 minutes of your primary workout is getting your heart rate up, right? This is why a warm-up should be standard because we're getting the body moving moving in the correct movement pattern well, what's the correct movement pattern for a bench press, right? It's those arms coming way down. But it's also the accessory muscles doing what they need to do on the periphery. You won't know unless you have a high degree of body awareness and a medium degree of body mechanics how to warm up. And so you're going to – it actually might be – a little bit of waste of time if you get to the gym too late to warm up really good and you're just going to jump on the treadmill real quick to get your heart rate up a little more past that you know initial threshold into steady state that's cool um or the jump rope that's cool but you also want to be doing those movement patterns so you're probably going to have to waste a little bit of time Focusing on those movement patterns and maybe even lifting lighter weight that mimic those movement patterns because you missed your warm-up, but that's because you missed your warm-up. You shouldn't have did that, but it happens all the time. So you can skip the warm-up, but what you're going to do, and this is because you're a really advanced kind of lifter, is spend time in that movement pattern setting it up. So number one, let's recap, okay? Okay. Skip the workout. I'm going to try to start each one of these fives with skip, so that you understand that you can skip this, never that, to make sure that you periodize period over time. All right. So these all contribute to the microcycle mesocycle goals that you have, which is that three week goal where you're focused on one thing. Okay. This one expands farther. Number one, skip training if your body can't. Train for the day. But if your mind is tired or just wants a day off, you're going to train for the day. All right? Number two, skip one and done activities and thinking inside of the world of fitness and inside your gym regimen. And build, do anything that builds consistent habits. Number three, skip the same exercises over and over again and opt for doing shit that's going to challenge you. Number four, skip the idea that you need to miss meals in order to A, lose weight, or B, stay active for whatever. I don't even think that would help you stay active. And five, skip warm-ups if you're late- your activity or your gymming, only if you've been doing this for years with any type of consistency. All right. So I'm gonna leave you right there with that. Let me know how it goes. CoachYohan, cscs.com I got programs there that are plug and play. I also have a form at the bottom that you can fill out and ask me questions. Go ahead and do that too. Apple Podcast rate and review, please, if you don't mind. And until the next one, I hope this has you going way up. You can stay up.